0: Good morning, this is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap, and today we will talk about a subject that I am just learning about myself, so just things that the World Economic Forum is actually focused on, and this is actually a combination of all country leaders, um, all philanthropists, and most Fortune 500 corporations all over the world and so they're actually looking at how to do what's called the Great Reset. So this will actually affect all countries and they're realizing that COVID-19 has had such a drastic effect upon the world that many gaps have become very obvious at this time. Not that some of these gaps were not there but they're very obvious now. So things like unemployment and inequalities and uh, social injustice. Things like this they were aware of, but the COVID-19 has actually brought this to our attention all over the world, and now the world is actually working together to actually make a difference in the world, and it's called the Great Reset. I have a thought that you will be amazed uh, and interested in what the world is calling the Great Reset, because that really means resetting the earth as we know it. Stick with me and we'll be right back. Well, good morning. This is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. And it's interesting that we're talking about bridging the gap. And notice that we always like to talk about one subject or the other and how we need to bridge the gap. And so today it will be the mind. So we usually discuss either the mind, the spirit, the soul, or the body. And so today we're gonna discuss the mind. And the reason it's the mind is because we're looking at educating ourselves and being aware and alert. And as some, the now generation like to say, to be woke. So in order to be woke, you need to educate yourself. And education takes many forms. Education comes in the form of going to school, getting degrees, and so forth, and then educating come, education comes in the form of making sure we understand that we're not just living in our city, in our state, in our country, but we're living in a world, and we need to understand what is going on in the world. Now, today we have been, and when I say today, I mean this season, we've been involved in a, in a presidential election, so everybody has been focused on that. However, while we were being focused on that, the World Economic Forum, which is a combination of all leaders, country leaders in the world, uh, and especially the extremely wealthy, the one percenters, in addition to that of uh, philanthropists and also corporations, uh, definitely the Fortune 500 corporations. And so what's happening is that with COVID-19, it has been very destructive on the earth. So 479 million jobs have been lost globally. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we know that the University of Michigan has lost about a billion dollars. Harvard has lost about 750 million dollars short, at least they're short of what they're used to. Uh, The UK uh, universities there have seen about 2.5 billion dollars lost. In Australia, about 21,000 jobs have been lost. Uh, So there's all kind of losses that are going on. Things that we're seeing a rise in domestic violence in all countries uh, and to a point of seeing like a 60% increase in domestic violence uh, against women and children. And so there's, there's things that need to be done all over the world because everything has been devastated by the virus. As you know, in the United States, we have now about 235 thousand people who have passed away. We have over 10 million infections of the COVID virus, and so we are at the top of all those countries in the world with the most losses when it comes to uh, human life and with the most uh, cases of viruses. Now, there are other countries, of course, that have some, but I think we're probably about a good 100,000 or more deaths higher than any other country in the entire world. So the world is concerned about each country and especially concerned about the United States of America because we have been always the number one economic system of countries out there. So the concern is how do we help as the world, world coming together to actually figure out how to help each other and how to help the individuals within the world. So that's, in a nutshell, what the World Economic Forum is looking at. So what they're looking at doing is something called the Great Reset. So to reset, to reskill people because of job loss and because of technology uh, coming forth that, is, that will potentially replace many jobs, with robots. They're thinking we need to reskill people and we need to uh, have ways for them to be reskilled. So we need to look at things like more of the online learning uh, with our universities and with our trade schools and with all of these areas. So if you can imagine, they are looking at every aspect. They're looking at climate change because so much is happening. The decision, basically, that they have made is that for the next generation, we would like to have clean water, clean air. Uh, They would also like for, you know, the, the coastlines to be a little bit more steady because we've been having hurricanes after hurricane. We've been having fires in California. We've been having all sorts of things, earthquakes all over the world. And so the thought is that we're out of control as a globe. The entire globe is out of control. So we're having all of these disasters, tsunamis and so forth, all because our climate is just totally out of control. So the feeling is this, which I think is great. It is time for humans to help humans. And so that means for us to have clean water to drink, for us to have trees and grass and vegetation for poverty to be stamped out. When we look at China, China actually has had a goal for a few years now, where they want to stamp out poverty in their country. And so they're at a point now where they're only 20% of their of their population is still below poverty, but they have grown every level, every um, economic level in the country to, from. From below poverty to up to poverty, from poverty up to middle class, from middle class up to upper middle class, and from upper middle class all the way up to uh, now China actually has, and this is according to Credit Suisse Annual Global Financial Report, it says that uh, China is now at a point where they have 100 million people uh, with the highest incomes in the top 10% of the global economic a group of wealthy people in the world. And so I think the United States is at about 99 million, where they're at 100 million. So China has now bypassed America in that particular aspect of the economy. So today what we will do is look at um, just three or four areas where the World Economic Forum is taking a closer look at and they have established all types of teams to look at various subject matter. And these people are all experts in their field. So they're looking at consumer spending. They're also looking at uh, the future of the financial systems within the world. They're looking at technology, uh, how that will affect the world. And then they're looking at um, even the anti-racism training how effective or not effective that is globally. And so that, of course, we have more of that in the United States because of the huge diversity that we have within the United States. And the good thing about the diversity in the United States, it basically represents the world because there are people from all countries that are living in the United States of America. They are also looking at uh, the disparity between Uh, women worker and men workers, especially with COVID-19, because in cases of this, many times the women are home because their children are home. And then also they're having to educate, help educate their children online because many schools are still not open in, in multiple countries. And so because of that, the woman in many cases who lost her job, her job was not returning to her when things were better or in the case of the United States, even though we're still climbing with our number of deaths and uh, number of infections, but we have reopened certain aspects of business just so the economy doesn't collapse. So one other area that we will pay attention to, it's called uh, transforming uh, equity, inclusion, and social justice. And one of the areas, or one of the main countries they're looking at for that, it happens to be the United States of America, because of the world being exposed to the George Floyd uh, murder. And the United Nations has been working uh, feverishly trying to understand how African Americans are being treated in the United States of America. And so, just wanted to let you know that this is out there and available. And where you can go to get your information, because I believe in educating yourself. So you can go to soundcloud.com, so just S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D, soundcloud.com. And you can just put into the search engine, World Economic Forum, The Great Reset. Or you can go to Google and just put in The Great Reset, World Economic Forum. Now, the difference that I was able to see, the World Economic Forum has so many different committees now working on various things that if you go to Google and Google World Economic Forum and the Great Reset, you will have an opportunity to see various commercials that they they have placed out that are like one minute, two minute long, just so that the world can understand these are the projects that we're working on for all countries in the world. And then if you go to soundcloud.com, and I think that one is very powerful information because you can hear from the very organizers' mouths (laughs) what they are focused on and why they have created this forum and why it is so important and how many countries are actually involved. And you will be able to hear there as well is representing the United States on those various committees because, like I said, there are very many committees. They're all focused on different things. But you will be able to actually hear the various voices of everyone that's involved with, number one, creating this economic World Economic Forum, number two, creating what's now called the Great Reset, Uh, why they created it who potentially from each country is actually focused in on it. So you may actually hear some voices that you know from the United States. Uh, But you will hear lots of accents and lots of voices from lots of countries. But it is all in English, so you would be able to understand this. And I think this is wonderful that we can go to one place, soundcloud.com, and listen to every committee meeting. And get the information firsthand. Now there's there one reason here why I'm concerned is because if I'm listening to things within the United States, it appears that sometimes some things sound like conspiracy theories. And so rather than hear it secondhand, third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand, tenth hand, it's best to go to the source and get the information and get the understanding of why this is happening. So, uh, here are some things that uh, they're looking at. Uh, Consumer spending, and just as an example, one of the committees that's looking at consumer spending is saying, okay, in the world, we're very extravagant as far as using up resources in the world. Uh, And and if you were to look at climate change and other things, then you'll see, well, why are there shortages in this place? Why is there poverty in this area? Why are some people homeless? And some countries have billionaires and, uh, and multiple billionaires. But then you will find people who do not have anywhere to live. Some countries, for instance, as the United States, we're number one economic power but we still have a growing homeless problem. We still have uh, people who are starving, have nothing to eat. Uh, we have all of these things. We have rent that maybe is out of control so people can't afford to pay their rent. Uh, with the COVID-19 and people being out of uh, unemployed, we have the highest unemployment that we've ever had because of the COVID uh, hitting. And then that also revealed very vulnerable areas like um, women who are not making enough money, um, African-Americans and other minorities who are not making really enough to live and survive comfortably. And then also with the unemployment with COVID, uh, because some of the African-Americans and Asian-Americans and Hispanic-Americans because some of those are considered to be essential workers because they are the ones uh, picking the crops and bringing it to the grocery stores, so to speak, so that everyone else can eat. They're the ones that's actually working in the fast food restaurants and not making enough money to really survive in the first place. But then when that fast food place closes down, they're out of work until they have to return. And when they return, uh, this is why we have a higher number of people dying with COVID because they typically don't have the health insurance. So that's another area that the World Economic Forum is looking at. Every country should have in place a health system that will help everyone, all humans, because we're all human, we all have the same need. We all need food, shelter, and clothing. Uh, We all need jobs. We all need... Ways of improving our lives. And so we all need education. And so they're looking at everything. So with consumer spending, one of the things that they're looking at, they're saying, well, how can we start sharing as humans uh, instead of just wasting space? How can we share? And so one of the things they've come up with is that what we do to share is not going to be very unusual. It's not going to be something that we're not already doing. For example, for those people in the United States and other countries who have an extra bedroom, a lot of those people are doing Airbnbs with that extra bedroom. And so people are saving a little bit of money when they go to another country or city by renting an Airbnb bedroom or an Airbnb apartment because maybe someone has an apartment and they also have a house and so they rent out that apartment to people who want to just experience that city uh, for a few days or a week or so and so that's so in other words when we say sharing resources they're not suggesting something we're not already doing they're just suggesting that this is a great idea and we need to look at more ideas that are similar to this Another thing they said, we are already sharing cars. And I had not thought about that until they explained, well, we are sharing cars because we're doing things like Uber. We're doing things like Lyft. Now, what that does is it creates job opportunities for people who don't have jobs. Plus, it allows you to share the car that that person owns and that person is is making money by sharing their car. Uh, Same thing with, uh, as we've said, with if you have multiple houses or multiple townhouses or multiple condos and you want to rent out a condo. Well, that's one way of sharing because some people can't afford the mortgage. So that's another thing that they're looking at, too, is mortgages. How fair are those mortgages for everyone? Because in some cases, the mortgages give higher interest rates if you're a minority. The other thing that they are looking at is reskilling and upskilling because of the job loss. Technology is an area of, of concern for several reasons. One, technology is being used right now in multiple countries to do tracing via the phone for those who have COVID 19. Now, not all countries are doing this, but they are seeing that this is becoming an effective way, using technology, of getting resources to where they need to be immediately. Uh, Another thing that they're seeing is that with technology, so there's good and there's bad, uh, and there's better. (laughs) So with technology, one of the good things is that it is always advancing. So looking at digital technology specifically. Microsoft has uh, someone on the team that will be looking at that. And I think the person who I heard speak uh, on one of the um, SoundCloud episodes was Brad Smith from Microsoft. And so they have other people who sit from the various corporations as well. And these people give their expertise on what's going on in technology and how can it help advance uh all the nations and people within the nations during this time of COVID and beyond. The other thing about technology is that as it advances, that means that more robots will be doing things that people are doing currently or were doing um, before they were laid off. So that's why there's a need to reskill people and upskill people. And one of the ways that they found out is going to be an effective way of doing the upskilling will be things like we're now doing everything online for education. And they're finding out that we can also um, upskill and reskill others by doing trainings online so that when a person can come back to work, they could come back and maybe run the robots or manage the robots that that took over the jobs that went away. Uh, buying groceries. They have found out that because we now can get online and order our groceries, that's become a good way for stocking to happen at stores. Because now that we've been ordering our groceries online, we now know or uh, the stores will now know that in this particular zip code, people are using a lot of, let's just say, Coca-Cola and its diet, and they like cherry flavor. So then you can stock a Coca-Cola cherry flavor diet in a particular zip code because you know that that's an area where people are using a lot of. Things like tissue became uh, you couldn't find it. You couldn't find Clorox wipes uh, when we first started uh, social distancing and staying home. So now that they know the, the number of people that are living in certain areas that are trying to get access to certain things, they can stop more in certain areas than in others because they know that there's a greater demand in some areas. So they are learning a lot uh, as we're going through COVID-19. And so the other thing is that, so this is basically saying they can actually define what the consumer demand would be because of this experience that they've had with COVID. Um, another thing that uh, they're looking at too, uh, trying to collaborate uh, when it comes to uh, fixing or resetting the earth. And so the collabor- there's a collaboration uh, of corporations, of countries, of educational systems, of online systems, there's a, co- there's a collaboration effort that is amazing uh, where everyone is taking a look at what needs to be done. There's, as far as future financial systems, some of the things they're looking at there is, one is they're being optimistic because there's lots of debt now that's in every country. And then there's lots of individual debt. So there's individual debt, there's corporate debt, there's governmental debt. And so they're trying to figure out how do we solve the debt problem? Uh, And so they're being optimistic and also, but not being complacent. Uh, So they're coming up with working on ways that they can help with the debt situation all over the world. And they realize that every country will probably have to look at their particular debt levels uh, and figure out how to um, better those situations. And so the other thing is that they are having just a little bit of backlash uh, concerning globalization with some countries, not all, because most countries are already working together and they're looking at tax and tax shifting, anywhere from shifting to avoidance because they feel that some countries that are very wealthy, if they were properly uh, taxing and providing for those who, say, are homeless or those who are hungry, uh, starving, uh, then things could be better for those that group set of people. And so they're looking at also transforming um, equity inclusion and social justice why are they looking at that because they have found out that uh, there is there is there are gaps for uh, gender age and also um, um, social class or social construct uh, race by race there are just big gaps when it comes to that, especially in employment, especially in health uh, equity, also in the finance equity of jobs. Jobs are just not paying everyone the same, if that makes any sense. So you can have the same job, but all over the world, and I, I know i experienced this myself working in corporate America, uh, all over the world, Women are not paid, they could have the same job with the same level, but not paid as much as their male counterpart. That's true in Europe, and at one time in Europe it was about 30 percent men were making about 30 percent more than women who actually uh, were doing the same job. And I had that conversation when I was in Europe with a person who actually was one level down from where I was. And he mentioned to me that he says, how do you do this? Because I know that I'm making about 30% more than you. And even though your level is higher than mine. So he was one of the people in my global team. Uh, And so we were able to just kind of sit and chat about that a bit. But I did know for a fact also in America, it was the same that people either at a lower level than where I was or the same level made more than I made because I was a woman and also because I was a minority. So these, all, these things are being looked at too. There has to be a way to transform the way we think when it comes to equity, inclusion, and social justice. So one of the things that they're looking at for leadership for all countries The leadership needs to be able to feel, uh, help their employees to feel safe, to feel seen, to feel supported, and to feel inspired. And so the other thing that they're looking at is, they have got to look at um, how can leadership in corporations work equally from their head and their hearts. So not just heads, but hearts as well. So I do love that they're looking at how can we better the leaders that we have in place all over the world needs to be able to work with all types of people without bias. And so how do they do that? this is something that, these are things that they're looking at. And I'm so happy to see that the whole world is looking at it. Uh, the George Floyd murder actually brought attention greatly to the United States of America. And so what was happening, what has happened is the United Nations has met and they have actually listened to every country and their thoughts about that situation and about how African-Americans are being treated and other minorities within America. So there has been much discussion about what's been happening here when it comes to inequality, when it comes to racism. Uh, And so there are people formed, as I said, on many committees that are taking a look at that. They're also looking at aged employees. And so what some countries are deciding to do is because they may have to lay off employees, some are deciding to keep the older employees uh, because they're mature and that they know the job better. So then that would leave the younger employees out. So then what do you do about that? So one of the things that they're looking at is education. How can we talk to universities, maybe have those universities to collaborate so that, let's just use an example, so if the student is not working now and they only need to go to school, well education in the United States is very expensive. As a matter of fact, in many cases it's much more expensive to go to college in the United States than it is to go to college in some of the European nations. And so they're looking at all of these things. How can we even have collaboration between universities in, say, Europe and universities in Africa, universities in the United States? So if you are working on a degree, say in the United States, we'll say Sac State. Is there a way that you can get credit if you were to take a unit online or take a course online, I should say? Say, I don't know, Paris. If you took a course online at a different university in another state, can you receive uh, credit for one degree for taking units from uh, or taking courses from various universities and colleges? Um, They're looking at uh, people not being able to travel now, uh, so they can't have that. Uh, say, European experience or African experience uh, by moving to another country or going to school in another country. So then they're also looking at how can we bring that, um, that feel of learning as you're going to school, but from another country? How can we bring all that together online so that people can still learn about the country as if they were there, and take the course. They're looking at the absence of justice, fairness, and joy within corporations, and they're trying to figure out how can we improve that where there is greater justice, more fairness, and more happiness. Just you're happy with your job because you're You're being treated fairly. You're being paid fairly. You have health insurance. You're able to get things done without all the sadness and and that it brings when you don't have what you really need to survive. You don't have the necessities. So, at this point, as far as corporations are concerned, they're calling something the Valuable 500, which They have a goal of getting 500 major corporations uh, to agree to look into integrating their inclusion objectives within their corporation with, say, social justice and other areas that uh, they need to look at, Uh, even disability inclusion. What are they doing for people who are disabled? Because some of those people have not been able to come back to work because of their disability. So what do you do to help these people? But within nine months, the good thing is that 330 corporations signed up within nine months that they would be willing to look at how they're getting things done in their corporation and would like to collaborate by talking with other corporations and seeing what is working best for people who are disabled, people who are minorities, uh, making sure that inclusion is actually working. Um, the other thing they found out when it comes to technology is that access to the Internet in the world, only half of the world really has access to the Internet. So then, of course, they need to look at how do we, how do we serve then students who or say in a remote area of a country that don't have access to the internet. Uh, How do we get computers to them? Uh, What is the budget for that? How will that work? Uh, The concern also they have when it comes to education is that in the areas of science and technology, both the leadership in corporations is predominantly male and students taking science and technology courses are predominantly male. And so they're looking at the injustice that is in society. And this is the word that's being used. Some injustices are baked in society, meaning that this is all society knows. All society, whether regardless of what country you're in, uh, have more males working in certain fields than females more whites working in certain fields than say african-americans or asians or latinos Um, in many areas they're finding that it is largely male dominated Um, and then there is also unconscious and conscious bias and so Those are things that need to be looked at as well. So I do love this um, mantra that they've come up with is build back better. So BBB, build back better. So when we rebuild or reset the earth, we're going to build it back much better than it was. They are looking at black and brown people and how the globe is treating them, both in the North and in the South. They're looking at what public policies need to be in place in order to bring about more justice and more equality for black and brown people. Uh, They now see that where the climate is the worst, the water sources are the worst, it is in areas of poverty, where people are in poverty. And so those two go together. So they're looking at what is called intersectionality of people and issues. Where, where Are we seeing the worst um, water and the um, worst things like storms? Uh, And what comes to my mind is Katrina in New Orleans. And the people that were affected the most with Katrina in New Orleans were African Americans. And so they're taking a look at all these types of things. Now I'm using examples in the United States because I'm hoping you can relate to those. But there are similar things in other countries as well. So um, just be aware that they are. the World Economic Forum is definitely aware of that. I thought this was really interesting. One of the things that they feel will actually help with um, equality within our corporations and within our world and society is empathy is key. They're finding out that people in leadership, some just do not have empathy, so that's one like people thing that needs to be worked on. And how they're gonna work on that, I'm not sure, and I don't know if they are. But another thing that they can work on is having clear policies and procedures. So if there's clarity, then there's you know it works out better. So another thing they've figured out is that anti-racism training is ineffective. In other words, if the leadership does not have empathy, does not have clear policies and procedures in place, then there is always going to be gaps in, uh, say, uh, gaps in inequality when it comes to pay, when it comes to number of people hired. Uh, One of the things that uh, Ashley is a woman who was speaking from the United States and the issues that uh, African-Americans are having in corporations in the United States is that, number one, there's uh, more of them unemployed because of COVID, but then the percentages within technology and within major corporations are very low. We're talking like 3% or whatever. And of the employment, unemployment at least, that has occurred with COVID, the numbers are given out at certain percentages, but then they do not break that down to show how much of those percentages are minorities. How many are African American, how many are Asian American, how many of them are Latinos. And so when you do finally get to break those, those percentages down, you find out that a large majority of the unemployed are actually minorities. And when they call those employees back, they call back the majority employees more so than the uh, minority employees. So her thing was we need to figure out how to uh, disaggregate the data because we get data, but it's not willingly given to her and others who's working on the project to actually figure out how to better the situation. And then her other thing concern is that how are we interpreting that data once we do get the data back? Um, the third concern she has is the actual availability. They do need access to the data, and not everyone is willing to give that information. With immigrants in the United States of America, uh there again, is the same issue. Globally, there's health issues because people just don't have the necessary access to medical help. Uh, the high-skilled is welcomed from immigrants, but the low-skills are typically not welcomed from immigrants. So those immigrants are treated uh, much worse than say high-skilled uh, immigrants. And so the, um, the, the uh, equity, inclusion and social justice uh, is around these particular areas, unemployment, health care, inequality, inclusion and racism, poverty, gender issues. And so also in some cases where age is an issue, in some cases, the older people are being let go or they need to go because of their age and their vulnerability to COVID-19. In other places, the the older employees are being kept because of their experience and their knowledge for the subject matter that the corporation needs. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's so many, so much that they're looking at is simply amazing. I think what I'm going to have to do is actually uh, set up another podcast where we will talk about other things and um, the um, let's see uh, things like uh, the future of education. So there was a whole segment on just education and how to how to better educate everyone all over the world, and so universities are talking. Um, uh, university presidents and, and others are already talking about how they can collaborate and this is across countries and across universities. Uh, I'll leave this uh, podcast with this information. Uh, one of the things that they're looking at as far as equality, it is proof that 36% of corporations are more likely to be high performing teams when 36 or more percent is diverse of that team is diverse they have found out that diversity actually adds to those teams tremendously with ideas the way that they think of things the way that things get done the uh the uh, quality of the work so high performing teams usually are at least 36 percent or more diverse um the concern is that they have right now no recourse when racism is exhibited in corporations. So there has to be a way to enforce the measures. Um, and then also they're looking at talking with the shareholders and also the uh, and demand changes. Have the shareholders to demand changes. Uh, in addition to that. The people who are running the corporations have got to be required to look into uh, racism and injustice in corporations, and those that are in charge must be committed to making sure things are fair and making sure that they are interviewing uh, people of different backgrounds and diversity and that they are hiring them and then they need to integrate these two things into one solution and that's the, the economic um, and social justice has to be somehow integrated together so the, the company, all corporations have a revenue goal and in order to reach that revenue goal uh, they need to have, of course, people. And so they're going to have to integrate the revenue goals that they have and also social justice. They have got to look at that by making sure everyone that is qualified is able to be paid accordingly. And so uh, where there is underrepresentation of various um, groups, and where there is lack of retention of minorities, corporations are going to have to look at changing their attitude about that, putting someone in place that can actually work on that actively and the suggestions actually taken. They have got to look at their structure within the entities. They've got to check their morality. So morally is what you're doing with your employees proper and appropriate. Uh, And then that goes into a woman who has talked about how the higher percentage of women who are uh, sexually uh, bothered basically, uh, for lack of words, uh, on the job. And so and that's not just in one country. It's in multiple countries around the world. So they're also looking at how can we do tax incentives or how can we require some other type of intervention to look at all of these issues when it comes to social injustice in our corporations globally. So I think this is good information that uh, they have come up with. Um, They're working on a lot of things There is a lot of information. There's more information on SoundCloud.com because you have actual structure of this whole great reset that they're referring to. Uh, They will give you detailed information about what they are working on and how many issues they have uncovered globally. And some of these issues are very similar. So this is why it's so great that there's a collaboration of countries, of corporations, of philanthropists, uh, and and then also in some cases, people who are actually doing the work. They are all working together to figure out what are the issues and how can we get rid of the issues and make a better world in the future. And so the hope is that This is becoming effective immediately because it is needed right now. People are starving right now. People are in poverty right now. Uh, People are homeless right now. Uh, And so they're really wanting to figure out how can they better the world. And so this is the first time that I know of that uh, the whole world has very similar issues that need to be taken care of immediately and also looking at the future. And this last thing I will end with is, I thought this was wonderful. They're looking at, for farmers and others that um, are somewhat out of work because they can't either ship their produce to where it needs to go because of the virus and restrictions, or they can't sell it because people don't have the money to buy it or whatever, Uh, They're looking at ways of coming up with a stimulus where they can actually pay individuals to plant trees. And this would be globally. So coming up with ways so that as we fix, so to speak, the earth, uh, we will also be working on the climate. And the realization is this. The climate is in a situation now where it may be too late for this generation to enjoy fresh water and fresh air uh, and green land and trees and healthy food again, but the, the goal is certainly for our generation right behind us to experience this more healthy climate and environment for people. I have a thought that this information was at least interesting to you. So I encourage you to SoundCloud.com, World Economic Forum, The Great Reset, or just go to Google and Google it. And I think you will be pleased that you are learning what the world is actually working on together.